From WERA 96.7 in Arlington, this is Formative Tracks, the show where we sit down with D.C. area musicians and talk about the top five songs that made them who they are. I'm Eliza Burkhan. Today on our show, we have Clarissa Corey Bay, bassist, songwriter, and band leader for soul funk outfit Black Folks Don't Swim. Welcome, Clarissa. Thank you. Glad to be here. So uh, tell us a little bit about the band and how it got started. The band is just such a blessing. And um, we started, we were just like a group of friends that were jamming um, at American University. I, I met our keyboard player, drummer, producer extraordinaire does at a silent disco, actually, of all things. So we both had these headphones on and I was kind of like dancing with them. I was like, this person seems really cool. Then like a couple weeks later, I saw that they were in a studio somewhere and I was like, like, are you a musician? And we like, you know, ended up getting together for a jam session and called a bunch of friends and um, then we took a gig like a week later and that was how our band was born. And then after playing together for a while, we came up with the name and it was really awesome. Perfect. So, um, taking a step back for a moment for people who've never been to a silent disco, can you describe that? <laughs> it's a really cool experience. So you have, um, a DJ that's spinning or like two DJs that are spinning and then you have on headphones and then you can like switch between channels. And it's, this was at the Congress Heights Arts and Cultural Center Art All Night, which is the best art all night celebration like period out of all of them and like we it's, it's just like one big party so like you know I couldn't we didn't like talk at all we kind of just were like both on the same channel like vibing out and then we just like were dancing and then like as they were leaving I was like yo like who are you what's your name and they're like oh I'm Des and then we just exchanged information and then just parted ways until Snapchat brought us back together. So hooray for technology. Yeah, so. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the name, how you stumbled on it. We were tossing out a couple ideas, um, just trying to find something that fit. And just that name sort of came up with the question mark because we were asking each other back and forth. And it just sort of like had this quality about it that we all immediately latched on to. Like, what would it mean for us to, you know, be sort of making this artistic statement in the world as a question sort of to ask like you know how are how are all of y'all responding to this at the time um and it, it sort of like has developed into sort of like our whole ethos and desire um and why we do music is about you know is about floating and um about you know not only our perception but what we're bringing to the table so it's it's like becoming a movement too i would definitely say okay a movement. Yeah. um and one of your songs is actually called the black folks don't swim theme song yeah right and tell us a little bit of those lyrics and then we'll hear a little bit of it um the lyrics sort of are uh, don't swim just float free your mind to the blue note and then it's sort of, you know, is the statement, you know, they say that black folks don't swim. And then immediately the response is, who don't swim? We float. Um, and that's kind of all the lyrics to it. And um, that theme lives in so many different ways. Like, um, actually, like on our album that's coming out, we're going to have two versions of it. One that starts the album and one that ends it. Hmm. And it's just sort of you know, when we kind of allow ourselves to be free to like what's coming up at the time for us musically, like whatever genre, whatever we're feeling, um, you know, that song transforms accordingly. So this is just like one version of that song um, and sort of like, you know, plays into the theme of who we are and what we're trying to accomplish. Sure. So let's hear a little bit of the Black Folks Don't Swim theme. Don't swim, just float free. Free soul. 
in some other groups and do a lot of performing as a freelancer yes, and play a lot of jazz. So tell us about some of those groups. Wow. I, I play with a lot of incredible band leaders in this area. Like just this week, I was playing with Isabel De Leon um, at the Pearl Street Warehouse. Um, I played with Amy Bormet of Washington Women in Jazz Festival. Um, I, I played with Chris Urquiaga. Um, I play with so many people, like anybody, anybody, the hip hop orchestra, anybody who gives me a call, um, I'm definitely down to like come sort of like exchange ideas and just sort of like be in that musical space with them. Mm -hmm. um, and then also too, like I've been doing a lot of like studio recording for folks too, um, which is also really fun. Um, so like, you know, Evan Michelangelo at our street studio um, with Yanju, amazing performing artist in this area. Lots, lots of folks, lots of people. And are you always playing bass on on all these gigs, or? Yeah, definitely, definitely playing bass. Because um, you I, sing too. I do sing some. I've seen it. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, I kind of have like stepped into that because I just um, we had someone else in our we had Yanju actually was like in our band for a while doing backing vocals but then they left to sort of like focus on their solo career and I was just like well we need this is a really important element and I was like you know what I can carry a tune and I sort of like have stepped into that yeah um but yeah I don't I don't off sometimes I sing on a gig sometimes I'll surprise myself and jump out there yeah yeah because I remember you seeing some some harmonies there at a gig. you had a couple months ago. Yes. Yeah, I, you were holding it down. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm I'm very proud of my growth as a vocalist. Yes, as, <laughs> as you should be. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you got started. I mean, people are calling you. Your phone's ringing off the hook at this point, but you know how did, how did you get to where you are? Wow. So I my parents, you know, had me start on piano. And I was pretty good at it, but only because I have a really good ear. Mm -hmm. So I didn't learn how to read music or anything. And I had everyone fooled because I could play really well. And I like, I wouldn't say I didn't really learn anything, but I, I could, I just was able to do it from listening. Mm -hmm. And then when um, we started to do things with two hands and I couldn't keep up anymore with just like learning by ear. So then like my piano teacher was like, you can't read music. And I was just like, hey, sorry it's guys. Overrated. Right, and I was so young. Um, but my parents let me stick with it. Um, and I tried a lot of different instruments. Like I wanted to play the trumpet, but then my dad was like, that's gonna mess up your mouth. You're gonna get like a weird shaped mouth if you play trumpet. So then I was like, fine, I'll play the second shiniest instrument and do the saxophone. And I was horrible at it. So then I switched to viola. And I wanted to play violin, but they didn't have any more full-size violins at the store. So I, I went into middle school as this, like, really terrible viola player. It's funny how you make these decisions. Right. Uh, it's yeah. completely I, random. Like, I remember I wanted to play saxophone and band, but they only had the tenor sax. And it, they were like, this is too big for you. So that, that was it. I never played it. Exactly. Yeah. It's so, so silly. Yeah, it's it's just it'll be just random stuff like that. Yeah, because I I really wanted to be a violinist because my friend was playing the violin. Right. But nope. So I ended up playing viola, and I was I was really bad at it. Um, <laughs> it's hard. It is. String and instruments are really hard. Exactly. I, I it was it was a lot. Um, but I had a, a teacher. So like you know, in middle school orchestra, like all the girls all these people play like you know violin viola flute so like you know you have like an army of those as a band director and then you have like one cello player and like no bass players but my my band director was literally like hey you're you're a really tall kid and I was like 
yeah, I guess I am. And then she asked me, so what kind of car does your mom drive? And I was like, a minivan. And then she was like, you should play the bass. And I wait, was like, wait, 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 <laughs> that's that those two things don't seem to be related at all. It's a true story. Yeah. A okay, big car. Th- therefore a, you should play the bass. The upright bass. Yes. Okay. So I was just kind of like, Oh, so you can fit the, oh, exactly. I know. Right. Slow. Okay. So no, she was literally like, yeah, you, you should be a bass player. And I was like, yeah sure like i had no idea what it was so she takes me to this closet and she opens it and there's this like instrument there that's like as big as i am and i was like oh yeah yeah this is (laughs) this is the instrument and i i told my mom like i need you to pick me up from school i'm not gonna ride the bus i have to take my instrument home she was like just take it on the bus and i'm like mom i need you to come right and then i come out to the car with this like big spaceship looking thing and she's just like what have you done like (laughs) But but my parents really they let me stick with it and I don't know I don't know what would have happened if like the bass wasn't the instrument for me because I'm I'm sure they were tired of me switching instruments all the time at this point but I'm very grateful because they did let me they could tell that I was definitely interested in music and they let me move around until I I really found the one and like once I found the bass like it was just like that was it yeah. yeah. So as a bass player, do you gravitate more toward um, classical, jazz, the funky electric bass? Like, where do you feel most at home? Lately, electric bass has been a great place for my voice. And partially, though, that's just because of, like, who I get to be around playing the electric bass. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, the jazz scene here is filled with older men. Like, and that's that's cool. Like, <laughs> but that's not exactly like where I understand my, um, you know, my people to be or people that I connect with more readily um, and build, you know, life lasting relationships with. So that's that's always an important part about music too is like where it leads my life and you know with my electric in my hands it has taken me to meet all kinds of people and all kinds of places and I'm excited for all the places I will go as well um but that's not to say I won't pick up you know the upright again it's in my living room I practice it from time to time in case um I need to you know pull it out dust it off and all that right right yeah uh and you're a senior at the university of maryland yes, yes studying english yes not minoring in music but still playing music all the time yes i i started as a music major um and i started as a jazz major at umd so i was like only playing upright and i always had other musical interests so i'd be like oh i'm gonna start a band can I get a practice room to practice with my band? They're like, well, that's against protocol. We can't do that. Or I'd be like, you know, in my private lessons, like you, you're supposed to have practice this stuff. And I'd be like, well, I wrote all these songs. Can we like look at these songs that I wrote? And my teacher would be like, what? Like, <laughs> why, why would you write songs and why would we play them? Yeah, it like, doesn't make any sense. You need to be practicing more. So, I mean, I feel like my interests musically were always in places that weren't as institutionally supported. And for me, like that was some other things like studying music theory that was like really out of my depth as well. It just made me kind of start to give up on music and sort of like, you know, play into, of course, the self-doubts that everyone has. Like, is this really for me? Should I really be following this path? Um, You know, and I feel like I always felt that way with music, like starting out in orchestra. I really loved it, but I like didn't see myself becoming a classical musician. So then I found jazz and playing jazz was amazing but like I didn't see myself being you know necessarily a typical jazz musician so you know it was always kind of like leaning into that impulse and like that truth that I felt there like is this what I'm really supposed to be doing 
And answer is like, yes, this is, but maybe in your own way. So sure. I had to kind of find my my way on that winding path to to be where I am now and what I'm starting to step into. Right. Uh, so let's move to your top five songs. Your first was Sun Goddess by Ramsey Lewis and the great Earth, Wind & Fire. Yes. Um, so you first heard this song growing up and your dad played it a lot on trips to Virginia Beach. Is that yes, right? Yes, absolutely. So yeah, tell us sort of what it signifies or, or brings up for you. Well, Earth, Wind & Fire is the greatest band ever. Um, and And it's just like, I there's just so much music there like everybody you first of all it's a band with like 15 20 people on stage at any given time yeah. and like these ridiculous like I won't even say ridiculous but these crazy outfits and just just playing everything it's and that's the other thing it was a show yeah. like from the music and that's the thing too is like my dad would play like their live albums because that's another thing too is like a band i would say is really good when they can play have a live album cut just as good as their studio cuts and like their live album cuts are like ubiquitous like people know them people can sing every note so my dad would always be playing this tune down you know as we were like traveling or like sitting on the beach and like i just remember as a kid like loving it like knowing all the parts i I can sing all of the solos like you know and it's all the tune other thing too is like it's a song without words so it's like you know we're just like singing these nonsensical phrases that this band is saying but it's like everybody knows i don't know like i just know what it means in my heart and it's like i love that song so much like i i always play it as soon as the weather gets warm i'm like yep it's time to play sun goddess and open up the windows and just be like you know driving up the highway I i really love that tune yeah Thanks so much for listening. To hear the complete version of this episode, go to mixcloud.com slash formative tracks or click the website in the show notes.